0: This is Raina G on a Saturday, April 11th, 2021. Um, On weekends, I do kind of a this and that kind of thing rather than one subject. I actually started doing that when I was in high school. I wrote a a column for the Dunkirk Evening Observer called Mm -hmm. This and That at FHS, which was about Fredonia High School. And then we had The Hub in Fredonia and I wrote At The Hub. And it was, you know, this and that. Weekends are a little different for everybody, so I don't try to concentrate too deeply on anything. Um, The other thing, that people are asking me a few questions. No, I don't have notes. I don't have a production crew. I don't have a teleprompter. I speak um, from whatever is in my heart and what God has put in my mind. That's what you end up hearing. It does come from a lot of years of experience um, and a lot of turmoil. (laughs) Sometimes last night we had storms that were coming in, and you could hear the flapping of the cover we put on the knife over the pool. And uh, this morning, everybody heard about—I um, think it was tennis ball-sized hail—that hit Gulf Shores and Orange Beach down here in Alabama, and just just destroyed so many things. But um, so you'll hear—you know—you'll hear me talk differently about different things, and I still have to say. I guess on the app, if you download the app on your phone for my podcast, for any podcast from Podomatic, you can't hit a like button anywhere. So if you can't, then comment instead because um, we need the comments and the likes, the shares, to to make our ratings go up. So if you can't, you know, if you go on the computer on my podcast, you can just go to uh, earthwalk-usa.podomatic.com. Um, or my own websites at earthwalk-usa.net, net, you can hit the heart, and that's a like. And that helps ratings, and it keeps us in the mainstream, I, kind of in the podcast arena. So try to do that if you can. Uh, I, I, uh, I want to talk about the border crisis a little bit because everybody still says it's not a crisis. But <clears throat> there's a rancher who wrote a little note about what's going on at the U.S.-Mexican border and the urgency of building a wall. And this is what he wrote. He's about 50 miles from the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, Somebody on Facebook, I guess, had commented that, you know, where's the fire in regards to the urgency of building a wall or finishing the wall at the U.S.-Mexico border. So he wrote this, the fire is finding dead bodies on your ranch. The fire is finding domestic pig ears in your drinkers when there isn't a domestic pig for 25 miles. The fire is waking up to unknown people talking in your attic. The fire is dogs barking all night when your closest neighbor is 7 to 25 miles away, depending on the direction. just realize there are people outside your barn. The fire is having to come home after dark and have to carry a rifle to go feed your livestock, after Border Patrol tells you they only caught 9 of the 15 they're looking for. The fire is making a choice. Do I take my child with me to a dark barn to feed and hold the flashlight or lock him in the house? So you lock him in the house and call a friend to let them know he's home alone and if they don't hear back from you to come check on him. The fire is you don't feel comfortable letting your child play outside without being an eye shot of them. The fire is having large drug busts on your ranch. The fire is feeling sick to your stomach every time the helicopter swirls your house because you know they are chasing people because you can hear them on the speaker talking to them. The fire is seeing the border patrol camera set up a half a mile from your home. The fire is coming home after dark. Your children are driving in front of you as one is of age to drive. And there are officers on your road watching illegals a quarter to a half mile from your house. And you have to call your children and tell them to keep driving. Don't stop at home. The fire is coming home to your back door wide open. The fire is real for me, my family, and my community but according to this administration, there is no border crisis. Well, um, have you seen Harris or Biden down at the border checking anything? All they've done is stop, uh, and they've reinstituted catch and release. So here's the border patrol catching who they can, when they can, and then they have to release them into our society. Um, You don't see the Mexican police guarding that side of the border anymore, or the Mexican army, I'm sorry, not the police. The army, because there's no more cooperation between Mexico and the United States to stop that. Um, In fact, the Mexican president even said this is Joe Biden's crisis. We had it under control for the last few years, and uh, you know, people suffer the consequences of who they vote for. So we'd still do have a border crisis. There's no two ways about that. Uh, And then there's another thing going on, of course, with, with guns. I talked about guns last night. I had a few people comment on uh, things I left out. Well, I'm not going to do a podcast and give you every bit of information and in history that you should be getting for yourself because I wouldn't have time. That would be, you know, 24-7 newscast, which I'm not doing. So, um, But I do let you know the tidbits that are coming out and the things that I check and recheck and validate. Uh, there's a New York proposed firearm regulation that I, uh, four bills actually, a House bill, th- three Senate bills and one House bill going through New York that you should know about. One of them is uh, S 2857A. It requires owners of firearms to obtain liability insurance in an amount not less than $1 million. So if your gun is stolen and kills somebody, you're liable for it. Uh, this is, you got to be kidding me. Um, ammunition sales are limited to twice the amount of firearms capacity over a 120-day period. Violation will be deemed a Class E felony. So if you have more uh, ammunition s- sales or you've bought more than what twice your firearms capable of taking over a 120-day period, <laughs> you could be arrested for that. Third one, it's a Senate bill, S-9197, requiring social media and search engine reviews prior to the delivery of a rifle or shotgun. Okay, I understand what they're trying to do, because often these crazy idiots who go out and shoot people, you'll see them on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever um, bragging about how they're going to kill people. And I mean, this is mental health. I'm actually going to do... podcast next week about mental health what that really means so i see kind of what they're doing with that but we all know when the government gets involved that they're gonna they're gonna make it worse than what they're saying it is anyway um the first fourth one is requires a person to apply for a hunting license before they can buy a gun really establishes additional requirements for all firearms shotguns and rifles including taking a five-hour gun safety course and exam Passing a shooting range test with 90% accuracy. Okay, so I don't mind people learning, you know, take a test on gun safety. I said that last night. Learn about gun safety and what it means to own a gun. um, And then get taught how to shoot it so that you're accurate with it and not just shooting in the air. But requires a person to apply for a hunting license before they can buy a gun. I don't buy a gun so I can go hunting. That's not what I do, you know, a lot of people do, but that's not their reason. That's not the main reason. I buy guns so that I can protect my family, not just from people here, but also if we're ever invaded, which is very possible now that China's on our shores and all through our country, if we're ever invaded, and the UN, and UN troops, um, I want to be able to defend my country and defend my family, and my home. So I'm not buying a gun to go hunting. Uh, I, my uncle taught me to be a hunter when I was young, made my own bow and arrow, um, 40 pound bow. And then when it was time to shoot something, I couldn't do it. (laughs) So I was never a very good hunter. I could fish, but I was not a good hunter at all. So anyway, those things are out there and um, people need to be aware of what they're voting for when they vote for people in office. What are you doing in new york why i mean i moved from new york 25 years ago next year next month or whenever um i moved to alabama i wanted to be warmer and i'm glad i did because the tax rates are lower and the gun laws are easy and i mean there's yes the gun laws are easier in the south but the real thing is the constitution gives you the right anyway so you don't have to worry about what the gun laws are. The Constitution says you have the right to bear arms. So, um, but you know, <laughs> I came down here to get warm and and be a little safer maybe in some, in some areas. But New York, my God, I couldn't pay the taxes they're paying up there. If you add them all together between the state tax, the federal tax, and then the city taxes, 60% of your paycheck maybe on the average is going to the government for what? I remember way back when, when they started the lottery in New York, and it was supposed to pay for education and roads, and I don't think over the course of the 25 years I lived there any longer, I ever saw any of that happen. If they, if there, if there was road work, it used to be kind of funny because I drive up there all the time from here, and um, it didn't matter what year it was, what month it was, the same roads are being worked on. Same. It's like they never got done. They never got finished. But you, you're, you're voting in people in New York and New York City that don't care about you. They really don't. They care about money. And um, they certainly don't care about freedom. I, I would have some people on the ground, boots on the ground, way, way, way far back, but also now, way ahead of time of the new elections that come up in about a year and a half and then another two years to get rid of these people. You have to, or you're going to lose all your food. You won't be able to live there. I mean, there's a mass exodus from New York anyway, just like there is from California. Way, way, you know, too many people moving, and they're moving to Florida and Texas, um, mostly, I think, and then Alabama and other places. But they're leaving those states because of the tyranny that's going on within the states. So I I would rethink what you're doing there. Okay, so the other thing is, is because we had these storms, there's a uh, it was just this beautiful day after they were gone, blue skies and all kinds of things. And of course, I have a dog now, and we went outside finally. She was terrified for the first nine hours of between two twenty two a.m. and uh, I don't know ten o'clock this morning actually, before she would go out because the thunder and the lightning was just so intense. But what happens after a storm? Is you see God's world, you see what God has given, and I mean the grass got greener right away. But also the birds are out everywhere. You know the finches and the starlings and the and the robins and the grackles and um, our wood thrush who loves to go into the bird bath and take a bath for five minutes. I mean wood thrushes love bird baths, but all kinds of birds. And then people say, "Yeah, the snakes are out too." Well, you know they're all creatures of the great Creator of God. And I've written books for kids, and you should look them up: um, "Kids in Nature," "Kids and Birds." They're they're on Amazon under my name, um, so that they'll start learning what is going on in the world around them, rather than what's going on on their iPads or their iPhones or television. You know, get their heads out of those things, their eyes up to the sky, out to nature. Take nature walks, but don't just take walks and Think about where you're going and where you're going to go back home or what you're going to eat at lunch. Let them take nature walks and stop and look. What are you seeing when you see a blue jay or when you see a, uh, a squirrel or a woodpecker or whatever? What are you seeing? And what does it mean to you to see those things? In Native America, we we well, I'm, I'm only part Native America. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm part Delaware. But I was raised by Seneca grandmothers in many ways and they taught me a lot of things before I was even 14 years old Um, and we had to take true nature walks and understand what the trees meant and what the the herbs were what the weeds were about people said weeds what do you want to know about weeds well everything was put here for a reason you know we we got I got people here kind of addicted to dandelions (laughs) we don't have dandelions down here much but up north in the springtime, dandelions are abundant, um, and they're they're for a reason. You're locked up in the house in the winter, or you're locked up in your cave, or wherever you were back whenever these were, or you know began to be grown, and they come out as weeds all over your lawn. But you're locked up, and and dandelions are a great blood cleanser. They get rid of a lot of toxins that you've accumulated over the winter. So I teach taught people how to cook them, and now it's like. You know, you have dandelion omelets, and they just love them. It's something we probably do almost once a week now. Really, did a lot in the winter. Um, so, but there's lots of things to learn about. So, so you know, what does it mean? What does it mean to you when you see a robin? Everybody gets excited. The robins are back. The robins are back. The robins are very sacred. Okay, they're they're um, first of all, all birds are messengers, but robins mean family. They they mean uh, the robin, red breast, is important to to spirituality. It was the robin who took the, the first thorn away from Jesus' crown, for instance. Um, but they all mean something. Um, and we've seen a robin here, and, and then now that the robin's gone because he's going to fly north, they stay close to the ground. They're a close flyer. They're not the closest ones to God. They fly high. But what does it mean when you see a robin? You know, um, they have a great song. I used to remember up north, the robins were always out at, at uh, dusk. And you could hear them singing the last songs of the day. And that's important for children to hear, to understand, to remember. Those are wonderful memories. Uh, what about snakes? Like People are saying, well, the snakes were out too. Yeah, well, the snakes can mean all kinds of things. Of course, biblically, that was the serpent, that was the, the devil. But snakes in general, shed their skin. And that that is very important in Native American spirituality, that you learn to shed your skin to rebirth who you are. You know, get rid of the stuff that you think you've learned or other people have made you do, or the sheep part of you that says, I have to look like everybody else or be like everybody else or I don't mean anything. Shed that skin and start all over because you are who you are. You were given an original footprint here and an original handprint and, of course, you know, your, your thumbprint. Your, um, you, you have all these parts of you that are only you. Nobody else has them. And to become the sheep and always wear the clothes that everybody else wears and walk like they walk and talk like they talk and go be in the gangs like they are and, you know, only do what they do, you, you, you're, you're not being the creation that God made. So, shed your skin. You see snakes, you understand what snakes are about. Um, they do different things. They're all part of this whole ecological world we live in. But know that it's important to sometimes just shed your skin and become your real self. That's, you know, the other thing is deer. And deer hunters will maybe disagree with me. Uh, but that was the first animal I couldn't shoot. And my uncle got upset at me because it was deer hunting season. And, You know, I had my new bow and arrows that I had made, and I went out with him in the snow, and I see a deer, I don't remember how far away, and I pulled back on the bow, and then I just dropped it down. I said, I can't shoot that. And that's probably because of my Native American grandmothers, because they taught me that deers are about being gentle. They're about intuition. Um, You know, uh, they know how to leap over obstacles. Which is something we need to learn to do, but but the gentleness is what always got me. They'll look at you. I mean, you get the deer in headlights thing, um, but they they signify a safety in in God's care. And why would you want to shoot that? <laughs> I couldn't, and I understand. You know, I'm not I'm not judging hunters or people who eat venison or any of that stuff. I just couldn't do it, and I know that when we see those animals. They're, they know that, they, that they're being looked at and what we feel. They can feel things. They're real. Um, if you ever saw a movie called Powder, you should look it up. It's an interesting film, and he has abilities because of uh, his birth and uh, lightning that allow him to feel what the animal's feeling, and he actually holds the hand of a hunter. Who's bragging about how the animal's dying and lets him feel what it feels like, what that animal's feeling. So it's you know it's it's kind of hard, but um, again, I'm not judging hunters. We need hunters because otherwise everything gets overpopulated. That's we're part of the prey and predator kind of thing. But um, but know what you see when you see a deer. It's not just an animal running you know across your path when you're driving a car. It's not all that animal means. And when you start to know what animals are and, and what nature is about, you get a better idea of why we have the American eagle as our symbol of strength and freedom. Um, originally, the forefathers were gonna use the turkey because it was abundant. But then uh, they, they did a lot of their uh, original thought, thinking, thoughts and thinking around what Native Americans thought government should be. That's why we have a Congress that sits in a a half circle, and um, we have representatives from states, and we have senators from states. That's the same as going to a uh, council fire and having um, a talking stick so that the person who's talking is listened to, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go into that in this podcast. But anyway, so they listened to Native Americans about nature, and they said the eagle was the highest flying bird and birds are are the messengers and the 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 symbols of gods in many ways but they're the closest to the great creator they have this seeing eye that sees everything in a wide view they see the whole picture at the same time that they see the details and they wanted that bird to symbolize america's freedom and strength um and and don't we when we see a an eagle it is so regal i mean it's regal eagle (laughs) they're so regal they're you know um you need the strength and the wisdom but the other thing they said about it was it symbolizes uh the release from bondage and victory and that's what america is about so the american eagle is sacred and it's, it's very rare to see them these days, but, um, but they are semi-protected. You don't shoot an eagle, you don't shoot a hawk, you don't go gather their feathers um, because they're important to the spirituality of our nation. And spirituality is not just religion, it's not something that's satanic, it's not cultish, it's not witchcraft, it's spirituality. You have a spirit within you. You have a body, mind, and a spirit. And so the eagle represents victory. Victory from bondage, the bondage to who, to the government. So you know when the ego bows, you should bow to that bird because that's that's our symbol. Um, anyway, okay, I oh god, twenty-one minutes can't do that. People don't want to listen to podcasts for longer than twenty minutes, and sometimes I go on and on. But um, that's the this and that for Saturday. I don't know about tomorrow. It depends on the weather and and. Construction people, they just stopped constructing at 11.15 in my, right behind my backyard. So I had to go on late. Um, again, go to earthwalk-usa.net. If you can't, don't, don't Google it and go on earthwalk.com. Don't do that. Do what I ask you to do. It's earthwalk-usa.net or you can go on earthwalk-usa.org or go to earthwalk usapotomatic P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C dot com. Try to give me a like. Try to give me a comment. And make sure you share. If you don't share, uh, you're kind of being selfish. A lot of people want to hear things that they don't even know exist. And once they know they exist, they're upset at you because you didn't share them earlier. So do that. And I'll come back tomorrow. In the meantime, um, tomorrow Sunday. Do what you're supposed to do on Sundays, and let's make sure we bless America. Thanks for listening.